cousin amy by w somerset mom this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. reading by matt Berard. cousin amy by w somerset mom from the pall mall magazine of nineteen o eight amy is the daughter of my grandmother's nephew by marriage i cannot imagine that she is any relative of mine but she insists that we are cousins and we call one another by our christian names her idea of the connection is that she should treat me with all the unpleasant frankness of a close relation while on my side there should be the extreme politeness the flattering attentiveness of a distant acquaintance that was all very well when i was eighteen and cousin amy twenty-six but now i am five-and-thirty and cousin amy has ceased to count her birthdays she does not realize that this makes all the difference in the world and i have never been able to find the exact words in which to frame so delicate a statement cousin amy lives in the country and i was much surprised to meet her face to face in piccadilly she shook me warmly by the hand how nice to see you after all these ages we must have a talk mustn't we i replied that it would be very agreeable well i am only here for twenty-four hours she pursued are you doing anything this evening no i'm not i replied with alacrity i thought it would be pleasant to dine for once in a way at cousin amy's expense and years gone by she had been apt to presume too far on the privilege which her sex has never shown any wish to dispute with mine of paying the bill that's capital she said then you can take me out to dinner the prospect fills me with enthusiasm i retorted icily you know i've become a food reformer this is nuts i murmured softly to myself considering that the fruit in question was reported to be not only nutritious but cheap i went on with more earnestness and where does one eat reformed food oh anywhere she answered airily i'm not a fattest you know now i'm going to tell you something very extraordinary i've never dined at the ritz there was a pause during which you might have heard a pen drop in piccadilly but amy broke it gaily well i'll meet you there at eight shall i and don't order anything beforehand since i eat next to nothing you know this at any rate was consoling for i had been saving up my money in order to spend a week in paris and improve my mind amy tripped lightly away and i finding i had but a couple of pounds in my pocket thought it would be wise in case of emergency to change a cheque when we sat down in the evening cousin amy put her gloves on the table and looked round with a happy smile i know we're going to have a charming dinner she said the waiter handed me the menu but cousin amy is a practical woman now you'd far better let me order my own dinner she said i only want a snack and you see as i can't eat dead beasts i'd better choose what i can eat the proposal seemed eminently reasonable amy cast her eye down the menu at all events we can start with some hors d'oeuvres she said oh and how delicious there's potage bisque i had observed in my glance at the bill of fare that this was the most expensive soup on the list 
but cousin amy never noticed these things i wondered acidly how she had researched the quite mature age which i positively knew was hers without acquiring the elements of common decency i ordered the hors d'oeuvres and the potage bisque what fish sir said the waiter cousin amy frowned at the menu it seems very extraordinary that you have no salmon she said in the arrogant way in which women generally address their inferiors it must be in season well we have some madame but we haven't put it on the card this is the first we've had there said cousin amy in triumph you see you can always get things if you ask for them i shuddered to think of the price i should have to pay for salmon which had only come on the london market that morning i made up my mind that i should have to choose a cheaper hotel in paris than the one upon which i had fixed i pointed out to amy that no woman who respected herself could eat a red fish after a red soup yes i know that i do feel rather a barbarian but i must eat salmon as it's full of proteids but surely i protested you told me that you never ate horrible dead beasts amy opened her eyes wide oh that only applies to warm-blooded creatures otherwise i couldn't have eaten the soup it's lucky there's not a whale on the menu i murmured as i meekly ordered the salmon i was beginning to think that one did oneself rather well on reformed food the hors d'oeuvres were set on the table and amy explaining that she had to eat what she could emptied the entire contents of three dishes on her plate i thought they looked rather nice myself but i hadn't the face to ask the waiter for more then another waiter brought me a list of wines this was my opportunity and i seized it like a man cousin amy was certainly growing uncommonly stout and it is well known that obesity is best treated by abstention from liquid for two hours after the repast as a food reformer i take it that you only have a cup of coffee after eating i said i shall have a whiskey and soda how did you get such a ridiculous idea into your head she answered briskly on the contrary my doctor has ordered me to drink wine you see i have to keep myself up ah what will you have i said gloomily oh i don't really mind so long as it's very dry i looked at cousin amy do you remember the story of the man who was taking a pretty american out to dinner he asked her what she would drink i guess i'll have champagne she said guess again he answered what a sell cried amy laughing merrily i have read somewhere that women have a greater delicacy of perception than men i certainly never knew any one slower than cousin amy to take a hint she watched me turn over the pages if you really have no preference she said i think i would like the clicquot i always feel that we women ought to stand together it appeared that cousin amy was a suffragist as well as a food reformer and after i had ordered the champagne which accorded with her principles she favoured me with her views on the cause amy thoroughly enjoyed the potage bisque and she positively gloated over the salmon the obsequious waiter came for further orders now you see what an economical person i am to have to dinner said amy anyone else would ask for entrees and roasts and all kinds of abominations like that 
but i only want a couple of vegetables and i've done i remember your saying you only wanted a snack she turned to the waiter she thinks it is so nice to get on friendly terms with a waiter she likes him to take an intelligent interest in her food now i'll tell you what i want you know those great big asparagus as large round as your arm well i want some of them very good madame said he it's so lucky i came up to town just when things i really like are in season she reflected in the country we shall have to wait another three months for asparagus and green peas you will order some peas won't you certainly if you think you can eat them i said politely ah now you see what a difference it makes to eat in a rational manner i can eat anything my dear boy anything i'm quite willing to believe it i retorted she looked at me and smiled broadly but i don't want you to sacrifice yourself on my account i'm not narrow-minded and if you want some flesh i have no objection to your having it a pile of asparagus and a great many green peas were set before us and i knew they were worth their weight in gold i began to feel more than doubtful about my trip to paris it's very kind of you i answered but i seldom have more than a steak for dinner and after devouring the meal you've ordered i shall feel like a boa constrictor you see one has to get the proper amount of proteus in amy replied calmly as she ate the giant asparagus i ate one or two myself but i was no match for amy i no longer wondered that she was growing stout and i thought that if anybody did marry her he should be warned in time that to feed a food reformer is no joking matter when there was one long monster left on the dish she seized it deliberately i must eat that one she said it means a handsome husband and five thousand a year he'll want it i replied i thought i should only spoil my dinner if i had tea she murmured reflectively that was very considerate of you i answered she leaned back with a sigh and looked at me how pleased i am to have caught you before you went to paris i very much doubt whether i shall be able to afford to go i said cousin amy is an optimist after all there's no place like home she answered cheerily if you go to paris you'll probably get typhoid and you'll certainly spend much more money that you can afford cousin amy has often besought me to be economical she takes a cousinly interest in my finances at last she finished the peas and i felt that i could eat nothing more for a week amy was in high spirits now a little sweet and a little dessert and i'm done i began to admire amy i should have liked to introduce the fat boy of peckham to her poires a la melba she ordered with one glance at the menu with unerring instinct she had hit upon the specialty of the house i decided definitely not to go to paris after all delicious aren't they she said we reached the dessert and i became weak and silly when she said she had not had strawberries and cream that year neither had many other people strawberries and cream were brought mixed together in a huge bowl and for a fixed sum a rather large sum it seemed to me you could eat as many as you liked it was some consolation to me that amy certainly had her money's worth 
when she had done she leaned back after all one misses a great deal if one is a food reformer but one has the consciousness that one is advancing a good cause and besides in lent one has the advantage of killing two birds with one stone we had coffee and i discovered that amy had a fine taste in liqueur brandy she told me her doctor wouldn't let her drink it unless it was very old when the bill came i congratulated myself on the fact that amy had only wanted a snack for if she had been really hungry i don't know what i should have done when we parted she shook hands with me i have enjoyed myself she said i'm so sorry i'm not staying in town longer but you must come and lunch with me to-morrow my system is chop for chop you know this was new in cousin amy and i put the change down to the advance of years which have a soft logic of their own i shall be delighted i answered promptly where shall we go she looked at me with the utmost effrontery what do you say to the eustace miles restaurant i should so much like to show you what a vegetarian restaurant is really like i have no presence of mind in emergencies and i accepted cousin amy's invitation but as i wandered away in the rain i really couldn't afford a hansom a sadder poorer wiser and much overeaten man i murmured to myself she may call it chop for chop if she likes i call it carrot soup or potage bisque End of Cousin Amy by W. Somerset Maugham